The National Association of Elementary School Principals is proud to introduce the Women in Leadership podcast, hosted by Jessica Gomez and Andrea Thompson. The NASP Center for Women in Leadership is dedicated to the strategic study of women administrators and the unique challenges that they face as educational leaders because of their gender. The work of the center is multifaceted, focusing on identifying strategies to elevate women as they pursue career opportunities, creating a strong network of women leaders, and eliminating gender bias. Welcome to the NASP Center for Women in Leadership podcast. I'm Jessica Gomez, one of the co-fellows of the center. And I'm Dr. Andrea Thompson, also one of the co-fellows for the Center for Women in Leadership. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Our goal is to amplify the voices of female educators across the country on critical topics contributing to our success as female leaders. Today, we're going to be talking with Liz Garden, the principal of the Dr. Leroy E. Mayo Elementary School in Holden, Massachusetts on benefits and the need for building powerful networks of support and sisterhoods. Liz, welcome to the podcast. Hello, so glad to be here. So I've had the privilege of being connected to Liz for over five years now. For those that don't know the amazing Liz Garden, Liz, can you please share with our audience more about who you are? Uh, Yes, so um, I am in my 14th year as a school leader, kind of crazy, um, that I actually have surpassed my time as a classroom teacher by, um, with my school leadership. Um, And I've been at my school for four years, um, building up a great community. And I'm also, besides being um, a school leader, I... um, I am the vice president of our state association. So next year, I'll be the president of the MSAA. Very exciting. Um, I'm also an editorial advisor for Principal Magazine. I love writing and contributing to uh, the magazine with my other NASP colleagues. And um, I'm a mom. Um, I have uh, a first grader um, who has learned to read this year, which is amazing. And then I have a second grader who after my own heart, is um, a reading addict. (laughs) Um, And I am married to a musician husband who you might hear music going on in the background because he's always teaching music. (laughs) And that's a little bit about me. Thanks, Liz. Okay, Liz. Welcome, welcome. So, Liz, one of the biggest challenges female leaders face today is garnering support from other women. So, Liz, what is your advice to female leaders across this country when it comes to giving and getting support from other women? So I think, um, you know, in terms of um, both giving and getting support, I think it's really important to be vulnerable and brave, um, you know, to not be afraid to reach out to other female leaders. Um, and then at the same time for yourself, you know, I, I still, I mean, I, Um, I have done a lot of different um, women groups and been part of them, or I have presented at conferences, all these things. And I still think, I don't know if people really are going to learn from me. Like, are people really going to, you know, am I going to have something to share? 
And I have to kind of like have that self-talk with myself to say, no, you know what? I have some things to share and there's somebody, even if it's one person. And, you know, I've found that where I'm always surprised that women will come up to me um, and say, you know, oh my gosh, I, I learned this from you and, and I, I, I'm taken aback. And so I think you have to always, you just have to be vulnerable and be brave um, and, and both for asking for help, because I think it's the same thing, you know, I, I have definitely, I mean, connecting with many of you, um, you know, it's been because either I've said, okay, I need to reach out and, and just start that connection or um, just ask somebody a question. Um, and so I think that's the most important piece is just not being afraid to do that. You know, what's so great about that, Liz, is that, um, and I'll never forget, you know, and I always say the story to Liz. I love it. I was on a, uh, I was on a Twitter chat over five years ago and six years. I don't know how long it's been. And Liz reached out to me on Twitter and mm -hmm. she said, Hey, we have these moms as principal group. Um, you know, it's just moms that are principals. Do you want to join? And I was thinking on Voxer. And I was like, first of all, what's Voxer? And two, <laughs> sure, I'll join. Right. I had no idea. And I thought, well, it can't hurt. Right. And that was really my first connection to, to you, Liz, and to what it could be to support women and to gain support. That was just so instrumental to who I am today. So I yeah, want to, and I, I think about that all that time, all the time. I mean, I love hearing that story every time you tell it, Jessica, because, you know, I can't, I can't remember my life without you in it. Right. And I mean, and we live on complete other sides of the country and, you know, lead different school districts and, you know, but yet we, I, I'm like, I don't remember when I didn't know Jessica, <laughs> you know, but know. it all started by just that, like reaching out that reaching out. So thank you. Thank you for being that connector and for connecting. You've definitely changed my life. So, <laughs> so, you know, Speaking of that, um, at the time, you know, it was, it was the Moms' Principles Group, but that, so we think about that as a pack, right? So there's power in a pack, regardless of what kind of pack there is. Um, and, and I think about that a woman alone has power, right? But collectively, we really do make big impacts. And, and this is true. I've seen it with my own eyes. Liz, what are some ways that women can empower one another in order to reverse the stereotype that women don't support one another? Because oftentimes we hear that. Um, I think, you know, I go back to um, when we started the Moms' Principal Group, um, I, we were blown away um, by, number one, how many people, you know, how many women were, there was a need for it, you know, there was a need for that connection. And so I think that, and what I have seen happen as being part of that group and watching people become part of that group or branch off and form a different group is that just people listening to each other. Right. And, you know, um, and when when women are given a, a platform to share their story with each other or their their celebrations or their frustrations, um, that is empowering. Right. Um, that they know that, OK, I'm not alone um, and somebody else is going through the exact same thing I'm going through. Um, and sometimes it helps just to just to like be able to share your story to come on to Voxer or, you know, a Twitter message or a phone call and just say, Oh my gosh, this just happened to me. And for someone else to say, I hear you and I feel you, <laughs> um, you know, that to me, that, that empowers me. Um, you know, I love, I love uh, mentoring and coaching and, and helping other female leaders. Um, and like, I, you know, 
just to get a message from somebody. And, and now, you know, I have so many different women leaders that I've connected with where, you know, what, just the other day, one of them just sent me a message and she's like, I'm just checking in on you. You know, I haven't heard from you in a while. How are you? And, um, you know, I needed that. I need, I, I need that. We all need that. And so I think, um, you know, how we empower each other is listening to each other, just giving each other that floor and, um, and that, that in itself is empowering. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Liz. Liz, um, I can really connect to what you're saying because for me, just having these groups to connect with is really, really empowering for me, especially as we talk about rising up in leadership. Let's talk about what women face. Mm -hmm. So new research in a Harvard Business Review finds that women trying to rise up into leadership face cultural and systemic hurdles that make it harder for them to advance, such as unconscious bias, which you have heard of. We've talked about that. Mm -hmm. The study suggests that a way to overcome some of these hurdles is to form close connections with other women, pretty much what you're talking about, who can share experiences from other women who have been there, done that. Now, from how to ask for what you're worth to bringing your unique talents to leadership, so Liz, you've been in that because you've been in so many groups. So what examples can you share of building a powerful network of support and sisterhood? Hmm. Well, I mean, I have a whole bunch, um, but, you know, I, certainly it started with the Moms as Principles group, I think for me, and then, you know, that branched out into smaller groups, being part of the Women in Leadership, um, you know, network here with NAESP. Um, the, then smaller things have branched out of that. And within all of those, um, you know, I've, I've also actually been part of a group with um, Kristen Kraft, with, you know, all with women, I, just all these different groups it, locally in my state, we have a women in leadership group. And in all of those, like, um, you know, I know I have absolutely um, benefited from having conversations such as, you know, okay, I'm, I'm thinking of looking for a different job or a different position, um, you know, and people have advised me, women have either said, you know, um, oh, I went through that same thing. Here's what I did. Here's what you can do. And, you know, that, that just, um, to be able to talk through something, something as much as like even having a conversation, like a contract conversation to say, okay, you know, I'm going into this meeting and I'm going to ask for this amount of money, um, which I think years ago, I, I don't, I know as a, you know, beginning of my career as administrator, I would have never, you know, I just would have said, okay, I'll just sign a contract and whatever they're going to give me, they're going to give me, I mean, you know, now um, because I've had all those conversations and heard from so many other women, um, their stories, um, you know, I've been brave and I've been able to go in and say, or I've been able to, you know, just the other day, I was, I actually was a finalist for um, a position in another district and another female leader said, you should call the superintendent and have a conversation with them. And I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but after I thought about it for a little bit, I, I did. And, you know, that led to some other things happening. Um, and if I hadn't made that call, but I, and I, I wouldn't have made that call, or I wouldn't even have thought to make that call unless that woman had told me, do this. Um, you know, and we, you know, we, it's funny, I think back how in when I was in middle school, I tried out to be a cheerleader. 
I didn't make the team, right? Um, I couldn't even spell. So basically, uh, they didn't, I, well, I was never a cheerleader, but I feel like um, I, I benefit from so many cheer, women cheerleaders <laughs> um, in, in women in leadership, you know, um, that, that that is how we can change things. That's how we can um, change the narrative of what was supposed to be. You know, it's supposed to be you just, you know, you go in and you accept what they give you. You go in and you sit in a room full of all men and you just have to be quiet. You know, all these things that um, I think when I started out as an administrator, that was like the unwritten rules of that's what you do. You just, and people that know me know that that's not me, <laughs> but I was, I was fitting in that role. Um, you know, I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't being myself. Um, you know, the first, I think, half of my career as a school leader, it took me a while to um, build up that confidence and that strength. And it was because of the groups that I've been part of. Um, you know, I didn't have any of those women groups um, when I first started as an administrator. I was the, one of the only female administrators, you know, and I just thought, okay, I just got to do this. <laughs> um, but, you know, I... I definitely think that, it, you know, um, I know for myself personally, and then I have seen other women who have um, done different things because women have empowered them to, you know, to ask for a certain amount of money, to, you know, speak up at a meeting, to, um, you know, not accept when um, comments, inappropriate comments are made, or, you know, to, to do all that. Um, and it, it's, it's because of that the women leaders that are holding me up. Absolutely. Absolutely, Liz. And, you know, as, as you mentioned that, I just think about myself as well. I, I, I could completely relate to you in terms of when I started as an administrator, I didn't have all the wonderful support, uh, female support network and what it does to us, right? It does, it not only helps advance our career, but to our mental health, you know, our mental health, our well-being, mm -hmm. all of that, like the whole person. And in order though to, to make these um, networks of support and these sisterhoods actually flourish and actually where it becomes a part of impacting our lives. So these connections and relationships, they have to be nurtured, right? These are things that need to be nurtured. So what are some ways that you've kept your connections and relationships alive? Um, well, I think, you know, I, I will go back to the Moms as Principles group, you know, the core group that we formed, there were seven of us. Um, and when it sort of blew up <laughs> and, you know, we, we took us by surprise, um, we made sure to kind of still maintain that core group. You know, um, we have a separate Voxer group that's just us, you know, and um, and we we push each other to, you know, there'll be times where they'll go, you know, we were often we were speaking every day and we, we are women across the country in all different states. Um, who are moms, you know, with busy lives um, and running schools. Um, and, but we would talk frequently every day. Um, and then there would start to be some times where that would, we would go for a week and we wouldn't hear from a couple of us, but we really push each other. We will reach out. One of us will always say, okay, haven't heard from you all. Like, where's everybody? What's going on? Even if you just pop in and let us know you're okay. And, and um, that core group, I mean, we have seen each other through, um, I'm going to get emotional, but some very tough times um, and, and some very happy times. 
and like I consider those women my best friends and and for the first like year and a half or two years of knowing each other we never even met in person <laughs> um and so you know I I think that yeah it does take nurturing and it does and it it takes like we know that each of us kind of takes on that role at different times of the year to say I got to check in. Um, I've got to, sometimes it means like we send each other a card. Sometimes it means that we, we set, set a separate group text because we know one of us is going through something rough. And so like, what can we do to support her? Um, you know, and, and, um, and we have done things where we've come together in person or we've, we've actually scheduled weekends where we're all together. Um, so, you know, I think, um, I think, it is, it does take nurturing. It takes, um, a lot of just making sure that you are always remembering, I think why you came together in the first place. Um, and that, and also understanding that we're human and life happens and, you know, we're not, we might not be able to like speak every day or, um, you know, answer each other's questions every second, but at some point we are going to be there for each other and just always remember to go back to that. Oh my goodness, Liz, you had me just as emotional as you. I mean, it is emotional when you think about how we support each other. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a theory called the shine theory, mm -hmm. which means that when you help another woman rise, you also shine. So maybe this is why you have been shining so much. So talk to us about ways that you've helped other women rise or what you've seen when other women help other women rise and shine? Mm. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of different things. I definitely, I feel like women have helped me shine. I mean, you know, again, I go back to the the core group of moms as principals and the extended group, you know, um, like I, we never thought, you know, for a while we were in the beginning, we were writing a blog and we were, you know, we kind of had our, um, we were getting our message out there that all kids are our kids. And we were hearing from people, not just women leaders, we were hearing from educators across the country. And, you know, so, so our names were out there as, you know, these, and I was like, I don't think I'm any different than any of the rest of you, you know, I mean, we just kind of put a tagline here and, you know, and shared what we believe in um, and what we live every day. And so, you know, so that definitely, I feel like has helped me to just um, be known as someone who, you know, I don't see myself as any different from anybody else, but, um, you know, so that was kind of on a large scale, but I think, you know, also I feel like, um, when I have these individual women, like in my state that I've, that have connected with me, um, I, I think of a perfect example was there's someone who's in our um, confidence code book club and from my state and, um, and actually somebody from out of state as well. And both of them, you know, have seen me speak or have talked about, you know, speaking and I've pushed them and said, you should present like, you know, you've got so much to share. And they've said, no, 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 I can't do that. And, and I'm happy to say that one of them just presented at our state conference. And then the other one is presenting the summer at NASP, you know, and I mean, that's like, I'm so excited for them because I, you know, um, I always say to all the women that I talk with, you know, you have a lot to share, you don't realize it, you know, and, but and because I didn't realize it, you know, in, in the beginning. So you should, your voice should be heard. Um, and so that's something where I'm excited that they're going to shine and they already did shine and they're going to shine. And um, to have a small part in that is, is, is exciting. 
That's, you're so true with everything that you're saying. Um, and, and just things like retweeting things, right? And, and just highlighting and amplifying voices of your sisters. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's this, this uh, idea, right, that can I, if, if, can I trust you? Will, will I know that you're going to speak highly of me when I'm not in the room, mm-hmm. right? The whole idea about trust. And so as we wrap up, uh, Liz, so for those who may be thinking, okay, that sounds all great that you have this wonderful sisterhood and you have this wonderful power network of support. What would be two or three pieces of advice that you can give someone um, on how to seek out a network, a pack, a sisterhood, and, and how to build that strong network? Hmm. Um, well, my advice is it starts with just two people connecting, because I'll go back to you and I, Jessica. <laughs> you know, it just starts with, um, you you know, send that Twitter message, or, um, you know, you're at a conference, and you see someone, or you hear someone, even if it's not someone presenting, but it's someone that shares something in a session, like, as an answer, go up to them, talk to them, you know, um, so it, like, that's the biggest advice I have, is it takes just one connection, um, and, you know, nurturing that connection, um, and, Sometimes it'll, it, it might, you know, there's definitely people I've reached out to where maybe it's, it's short-lived and it's just in that moment that there was a connection that was needed. And then other times it's lasted for years and years and years, you know? Um, so I think that's my biggest piece of advice is just make, take the step, you know, send the message, walk up to someone, um, you know, and let them know that you, you know, you support you want support and you are supporting them. Um, and then I think the other piece too, is I always keep in the back of my head. I mean, going back to being a mom's as principal, you know, our daughters are watching us. Um, and you know, my, my daughter is watching me. Um, and you know, I joke that she's got leadership qualities. Maybe some of them are a little bit more intense than others. Um, <laughs> but you know, she, she's somebody who in her dramatic play, she doesn't play that she's the teacher. She plays that she's the principal. Right. And I, I want that, you know, I want, I mean, I don't necessarily want her to be a principal. I don't care what she wants to do, but she watches her mommy, you know, um, be a leader and, um, and connect with other female leaders and, you know, and whether it's our, my own daughter or my, the girls in my school, um, you know, they're watching us and I, I want to always, um, that example for them wow Liz that is powerful that is powerful it sure is yes so thank you so much for sharing your insights on such important topics as building strong networks support and sisterhood and the one that really resonated a lot was the moms as principles so for so for fame for women who are listening to this podcast I want them to know that you, I do not believe that you necessarily have to be a mom to join a mom's as principals, Mm -hmm. because what you could garner from that is when you become a mom or what you can share with other principals that are moms. Mm -hmm. So I think it is a group that would be open to everyone. Oh yeah. Thank you so much, Liz. It was such a pleasure talking with you. Thank Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about NAESP and the Center for Women in Leadership at naesp.org.